Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I'm a coach, a hypnotherapist, and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. And this podcast is all about helping you to become your calmest, happiest, and most confident self. Today, I had the pleasure of speaking to Britta Fernandez-Schmidt, author of Fears to Fierce. And I think you're going to tell from this episode just what a vibrant and glowing and vivacious person Britta is. I loved this conversation and... I got to, obviously, we record video as well. If anyone heads to my website, you can also watch the video of us chatting. But she's just a very radiant person and has a beautiful smile and just, I felt so good after speaking to her. So I hope that you feel really good after listening to this episode as well. We talk about why inspiration is so important and how you can feel more inspired. We talk about how to go from fears to fierce. And we talk about this thing, you may have come across this in your life or experienced it yourself more than likely, of feeling either not enough or too much. It seems like such a paradox, but it's such a common thing. And we, we dig into this topic. And we also talk about how to find your purpose. I would love to invite you to a brand new free masterclass that I'm running very soon. It's called The Five Simple Steps That You Can Take Today to Stop Future Tripping and Start Living Your Dream Life even when that mean bitch in your head tells you that you can't. You would love to start your creative business, but you're afraid it'll bomb and you'll have to move out with your parents. You would love to take that trip to Southeast Asia, but you're nervous of solo travel, so you keep delaying your plans. You want to move up the ranks at work, but feelings of not being good enough are slowing you down. Don't worry, I've got you. In this free masterclass, you're going to figure out the exact first steps that you need to take to get what you want. And hint, Every false start that you've made up until this point is setting you up for success. You're going to learn my favorite technique to literally remove the weight of self-doubt that's been sitting on your shoulders so you can finally feel free to live your dream life. You'll retrain your brain for confidence and success with my signature process for transformation. So RSVP for this free masterclass by heading to my website, karma-u.com forward slash masterclass. So that's karma hyphen you.com forward slash masterclass into your email there and I'll send you all the details. So let's get into the interview with Britta Fernandez-Schmidt. Hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm so well. Thank you so much for having me, Chloe. I'm really excited to talk to you. Yeah, me too. Me too. I've been following you on Instagram and watching some of your videos and feeling very inspired and loved your book. So can you please share with us a bit about what you do and and how you got to where you are today? 
Yeah, so I guess I really liked talking about my purpose rather than my job title. And and I remember from an early age when I, I grew up in Germany and then moved to Venezuela with my family and, um, and witnessed poverty firsthand and saw how it disproportionately affected women. And that really ignited what I call my fierce within me and, um, and propelled me to find a way to help other women all around the world to, I guess, find their fears and, and and follow their fears and unfold their potential. And so that has led me to do a number of different jobs and roles. At the moment, I'm uh, the executive director for an organization called Women for Women International. And we help women in countries affected by conflict, countries like Afghanistan, the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Nigeria, Northern Iraq. But I also work with as a chair of a network for um, gender action for peace and security. And prior to that, I've worked for other organizations, always helping women. And I'm also a coach. And so I coach women directly. And I love that because I can see the direct transformation. And um, yeah, so it's all about women and unfolding their potential for me. Such incredible work. And yeah, I know that you share in your book more about your story. And it's incredible to hear how you how you kind of got to where you are today. Can you share about what, what do you mean by fierce? Can you explain what you mean by that? How do you define that? Yeah, I, you know what, me, Chloe, it's actually the best description is when I was this 15-year-old. And I'm sure listeners can think back to when they were like 14, 15, and, and when something ignited them, you know, and that would be different for each person. But, you know, when you kind of have the sense like, oh, my goodness, like, I can't believe it. And either it's outrage or it's overwhelm or it's inspiration. And, and that was what I remember so vividly, you know, moving to Venezuela and seeing that poverty and just literally thinking to myself, I can't believe this. How is this possible in a world that is so abundant and clearly there's so much wealth? How is it possible that there are such extreme pockets of poverty? And why is it that women are so disproportionately affected and treated as second-class citizens? And so that kind of outrage, you know, that deep sense. It wasn't intellectual because I was 15. I didn't know that 70% of the poorest are women. I didn't have that language. I didn't even know what feminism was at, at the time, you know. But I just had this really strong sense deep within me. And that sense, that feeling, that's what I call my fierce. Because it's also, I love that word because it's absolutely strong and it's powerful. But it's also about the, the kind of untainted from norms, the, the kind of pure essence. You know, it's not yet been molded by the conditions and the expectations that society place on us. And, um, and, and obviously, it's not always easy to follow your fears because the norms instill fear in you and you want to you know obviously you want to be I mean at least in my case I wanted to be a good girl I wanted to fit in I didn't want to be this kind of fierce erupting woman who was on a mission and um yeah and and so it's been a journey to to follow that fierce and that's why I called my book fierce to fierce because I think it's a journey through fear and getting to know your fear in order to tap into that essential power that every single one of us have. And the way you can find and, and reconnect with it is actually through asking yourself, you know, what inspires you? What gives you goosebumps? When do you lit up, you know, and then go there and find out what is it? And then, you know, follow that path and that will lead you to your fears. <laughs> Yeah, I love I love that idea of thinking about what gives you goosebumps and asking yourself that question, you know, what are those things that really 
yeah inspire you or make you angry and and following that and and helping to to find your purpose and and what inspires you through that well can you talk a little bit more about inspiration and I love what you write about this in the book and why you think it's so important and also I'd love to know what inspires you I do you know I I I remember just always having this you know, every so often having this like moment when I thought I would could cry and I could just, I could like conquer the world and I could just embrace everybody and just the world was beautiful. This, this kind of feeling, you know, when you're, I guess your soul or your essence or whatever it is, it's just inspired, you know, and I, and I thought about the word and I kind of thought to myself, it's actually in spirit. It's like when you're in your spirit, I mean, obviously, you know, some people believe in spirit, some do, it doesn't really matter. It's in your essence, but it's so interesting that the word in itself also kind of actually tells you that that's, that's the moment when you really, truly like, there's no, that you, you're not in your head, you just, wow. And in those moments, like I just described, I literally feel I can do anything. And I often have these moments when I, I'm on a run and maybe I listen to a podcast like I was listening to yours this morning or I listen to some good music or I suddenly see a beautiful sunshine or a rainbow or just something. And I, and I just somehow connect again with who I am and with the world and with the immense potential that is there for all of us. And that's when I feel I can do anything. I can, I can overcome any kind of fear and any kind of hesitation. And, and I try to really bottle that feeling because I know that throughout the day, as I, you know, go to my desk and I have maybe difficult meetings, I'm going to get down. I'm going to lose that feeling. And so I try and remember what it feels like. And I try and call it up in those moments and, and just remember for a moment, maybe take a breath and remember that moment this morning when I was running. And I'm like, okay, okay, hi, hi, hello. I was just in my head here. Let me, let me just, just, just go back down, you know. Like, and that's what inspiration does to us. And you know, I think Chloe, we we don't allow ourselves to be inspired enough, or maybe we, you know, we feel like goosebumps and we're like, okay, well, anyway, but I've got to get, got to get it on, you know. I've got to do my to-do lists and tick them all off. And and I'm like, and I would, I encourage you to do is to stop and just for a second, even ten seconds, just stop for a moment and ask yourself wow, I really felt a connection there right now. I mean, that was, wow, that power. You know, I think I want more of that. And I can have that if I allow myself to be more inspired. And so you can obviously, and I know you talk a lot about this on your podcast, you know, that you can curate what you consume because what you consume is what goes in and feeds you and it feeds your fears and your, you know, your body and everything. And so, you know, curate what you listen to, curate what you read, curate who you speak to, you know, it really makes a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel very inspired just hearing you speak. Uh, I think it's quite infectious, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I love that because this is the thing, right? I mean, I always say inspired women or humans inspire humans because this Mm. is the thing, right? Because we're in our essence. And that's when we op- we are open and we allow others to connect with their essence. And because that's how we connect. We don't connect with pretense or with, you know, kind of roles that we play. We connect with our essence. And that's why it's, it's a magic thing. The more you, you allow yourself to be inspired, the more you um, allow others to be inspired too. And that can only be a good thing, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems like such a powerful state if we can cultivate that state of being inspired. I, I, when I think about, when you were talking, I was thinking about this feeling that I sometimes get 
that's like anything is possible anything's possible like miracles are just around the corner like amazing things are ha- coming like that amazing feeling and, and when you're in that feeling you know you have com- confidence you're more likely to be able to take opportunities and people get inspired by you so maybe people want to be in your world and it becomes like this self-fulfilling thing I think um absolutely I mean I had goosebumps right now when you were saying it's like all on my because because it's so lovely also when someone then reflects back what you are experiencing and that this is which is what you just did for me Mm. and that creates this sense of connection and and the knowledge that you can always find others that will do that for you because that's such a such an important thing to me you know all this self-development that I absolutely believe in Yes, you have to do that for yourself and no one can do that for you, but you don't have to do it alone. And in actual fact, as you're on that journey, you need those around you who recognize your your journey and who see you. You know, the power of being seen, that is, that definitely inspires me deeply. So you ask me what inspires mm-hmm. me, that's one thing that inspires me. And, and witnessing another woman's rising, I always say, you know, as I witness another woman's rising, she gives me wings that inspires me deeply. And that's why I love coaching because I literally see women transform in front of my eyes. And it's like, I mean, there's nothing more beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And you mentioned there about curating, curating the things that we're consuming. So, you know, podcasts or books or people that we hang out with or people on social media kind of feeding ourselves that inspiration and making sure we're putting good stuff in so that we, we can get into that good state. Yeah, exactly. And um, and that's what I do. In fact, in, in my book at the end, I've listed the books that really have deeply inspired me and helped me to grow. And I list my favorite podcasts and I use my Instagram account to to do that, to share what inspires me in the hope that maybe, you know, that will also inspire others. And to, and I and I try to be really disciplined to um, when I sense and because you sense it, if you tune in and you look at something and you sense this unease, you know, whether it's envy or, you know, you kind of think, oh, you're not doing well enough or you, all of those thoughts, they don't really serve you. And and, and mm-hmm. they are triggered through the things that you consume and you can control that. You don't have to continue to make yourself feel in that way, right? Because that's what you do to yourself. So I think that's really, do you do that as well? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think it's so important if, if we're, if we're picking up our phones every day to have stuff that's not triggering us because we, that's just a distraction, a big distraction, I think. Um, yeah. So curating. I love that. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about finding our purpose because it can seem like, I don't know, when I think about find, we you know, have to find our purpose. It can sometimes seem a bit overwhelming or maybe I wonder if people, you know, we kind of can beat ourselves up if we haven't found our purpose or, you know, do you have advice for people who want to to start to do that or to tune into what their purpose might be? Yeah, I'm so glad that you asked me this, Chloe, because that was actually my experience when about 10 years or so ago, I went to a workshop and it was all about finding your leadership purpose. So it was very specific in the kind of professional setting. And I remember coming to the to the training and they said, okay, so now we're going to develop um, our leadership purpose. And so I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to do this. You know, I don't have a purpose. And, you know, this, I was always purpose driven, but I didn't 
call it that, right? So I didn't have the language. I didn't have the understanding. And I absolutely felt like the thought, you know, I thought, oh my God, they're going to find out now that I can't do this, you know? So not only am I not a purpose-driven person, but I'm also not a leader because this is like, oh, just terrible. And this is what happens to us, right? Because we yeah. take these terms like purpose and leadership. Oh, another one is strategic. You know, it's like, and, and then you kind of put them on a pedestal and, and you're going to put yourself down there thinking this is something you can yeah. never achieve. Because, But it's just because of what you've labeled it to be, right? And so what I try and do in my book is really unpack that. Number one, purpose is something that you can every one of us can find it doesn't matter whether you are in an official leadership position or not it doesn't make no difference because really what I think it is is it's an articulation of your fears you know this power that we were just talking about that it gets that gets ignited when you're inspired so you know how I describe that it's like a detective work you know you follow your goosebumps you follow those moments when you lit up and you ask yourself what is it about that moment what is it about this person that just gave me goosebumps what is it about this you know moment whatever and and then you look at the answers and you write them down so another thing that I've learned that really helps helped me to develop my purpose was to look back over moments in my life that really shaped me. And they're often challenging moments. So this is an exercise that I would recommend doing in your own time uh, with a lot of peace, because it can obviously be painful because you look back over challenging moments in your life and and pain and that pain and sadness will emerge. But at the same time, you will also realize what you took from that experience, how you grew out of that experience and the values that you took out of them. And write this down and you will see as you're writing, there'll be certain words that stand out. They literally, and trust yourself, literally trust yourself. There is no right or wrong, right? You're doing this for yourself. You don't have to show it to anybody if you don't want to, even though I do encourage you to do it once you feel happy with it. So, so take those words and then start to write a sentence that comes to you and then look at it and think, you know, does that, does that reflect what I would like to say to somebody? Because I now say, you know, my purpose is to inspire other women to follow their fears. That's my purpose. That's taken me, what did I say, 10 years ago. 10 years to develop and it's changed and I've rehoned it in. And as I've grown and as I've developed, I've been able to become more clear. And so allow yourself to be on that journey, but it's all within you. So when you're the voice in your head is saying, oh my God, you're a fraud, you don't have a purpose, or why are you even bothering with this exercise? Because, you know, you're not like blah, blah, blah. And you're probably going to look at somebody else, right? Thinking, you're right, I know she can do it, but I can't. That's just a voice. Park it for the moment. Put it on your shoulder, right? Just for this exercise, and 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 go and and get to know yourself and ask you ask yourself those questions. And and I just know you will be inspired to see what you find. I love that. Yeah, I hope people will go and do that and carve out some time and maybe light a candle, get a cup of tea, and you know spend that time delving in and finding those nuggets that they can be really listening to and discovering about themselves I love that you know and and one thing just really quickly what I what I've noticed and you know how I said obviously you don't have to share it but I encourage you to do so because what happens is when when and I remember when I had my first purpose statement I made the commitment to tell one other person the next day 
And I just, I didn't make a big deal out of it. I didn't tell them that this was a big deal for me. I just kind of weaved it in and I said, yeah, because, you know, my purpose is to, and first of all, I noticed then how I felt, you know, how I felt like, hmm, just a little taller, just kind of taking myself a little bit more seriously. And also I noticed the other person, you know, kind of lifting up and, 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 and looking at me in a different way. And, 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 and so I also encourage you to do that and to observe the impact that comes with really getting on this journey of knowing yourself and understanding the difference that you want to make in the world, because that's what your purpose is all about. It's not about the job description. It's not about a job title. It's about you, the change you want to create wherever you are, whether that's in your family, with your friends or at work. I think there's something really powerful about saying it out loud. It kind of makes it more official, doesn't it? It's like so we have these ideas and there's in our head that we almost daren't speak because it's like feels very tender or feels like, who am I to say this? But actually saying it out loud to someone that we trust and someone that loves us could be a really you know, powerful thing to, to claim that for ourselves, I think. Absolutely. One of the things that I was wondering about and I know you kind of touched on this in the book is this kind of fear of either and it's either one of these two extremes sometimes both like in a single day I know I have this thought from time to time I'm either not enough or I'm too much and it's like <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure so many people feel both of those things it's like which is it depends you know on the time of day or you know what can people do, do you think, if they're, if they're struggling with that? And what kind of, yeah, can you shed any light on, on your, your insights into this? Oh, yes. It's so me. I have moments when I don't feel enough and when I feel too much. And the, the too muchness is the one that I write a lot about in my, in my book. And that kind of goes back to the, the 15 year old Britta that I was describing earlier, right? You can imagine. I mean, I was also very tall already then. I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm quite tall. And so I always felt I was too much and I was too tall. I was too loud. I was too passionate. I was just too much. And this also in a country like Venezuela where, you know, people are smaller and it's just, anyway, I just felt I didn't fit in. And, and looking back, particularly as I was writing my book, I realized that what was holding me back were these questions in my head. This is where I asked myself, in my case particularly, I asked myself all the time, am I a good girl? Am I a good girl? And it was, it, it, I had this aha moment when I was writing my book because I said it was the chapter on trust. And I sat there and I asked myself, why do I not yet really fully, truly trust myself? What is it? Because I've been on this journey and been working on it. And, you know, initially I talked about self-confidence and I thought self-confidence is not even enough. I want to talk about trust, this deep trust that you feel in your belly because you're grounded. And there was something, and, and, and I had this aha moment because I realized that this question, am I a good girl, is the most disempowering question you can ever ask yourself because it's a question that you're asking of someone else. So you are not going to answer it based on some kind of measurement that you have no idea who has created, you know, who defines what good is. And it points to a future that hasn't yet happened. And you don't actually know whether it's ever going to happen. Are you ever going to be good enough? So since I obviously talk a lot about your power, if we can recognize what questions hold us captive, that is the first step of actually retaking our agency and owning 
our own questions. And, and, and let's not be surprised if we ask ourselves, am I good enough? Am I too much? Am I you know, a good girl? Am I whatever? All of those questions you don't have any control over. And so press reset, change the questions. And so instead, ask yourself, you know, what do I want? Who do I want to be? Because A, you can answer those questions, you get to decide them, and you can do it right now. And that's and that is what helps me in moments when I think I'm not good enough or I'm too much. It's like based on what scale, <laughs> what measurement, who gets to decide it? Oh yeah, right. No, no, I get to decide it. Oh, okay, okay. So how do you feel? Are you coming across in the way that you want to? Yes, check. Okay, good. I mean, that's one. Obviously, there are many examples that I've given in my book because I think this is one of the hardest challenges that we face daily and I face daily. And I have a lot of routines that I do to ground myself. You know, I said I run, I do yoga and I meditate and I've really upped my care regime actually um, in during this COVID year because the gremlins or the, the kind of, you know, the critic or whatever you want to call it, that voice in your head has definitely gotten louder. And so finding that peace, that breathing, even I'm doing it right now as I'm talking to you, I'm feeling my feet on the ground and I'm just like, you know, I'm here, I'm grounded, I'm in touch with my fears, I know who I want to be and that is what matters. And that voice that's asking me if I'm a good girl can just go to sleep for alone. So, you know, that's, that's what I do. Brilliant, brilliant. And it almost seems to me like fierce is kind of the antidote to the good girl, kind of stepping into that purpose, stepping into that courage, instead of kind of asking for permission or thinking that we have to like be a certain way for other people. And yeah, it seems very empowering to, to start to remember that we we get to define, you know, how we feel about ourselves rather than asking other people or, you know, questioning ourselves. Yeah, it seems very powerful. I, you know, I had this this moment a couple of days ago on my run. I stopped and was looking at these beautiful trees and I suddenly realised, you know, I, I and I talk about this in my book, we, I think we all yearn for meaning. and But we're kind of waiting. And I thought to myself, well, the, the only meaning that your life is going to have is the one that you are going to give it. No one else is going to give your life meaning it's it's just not going to happen and mm-hmm. that's why it's so powerful to do your purpose statement because that's you deciding the meaning that your life is going to have and and i and i and i know that it sounds easy it's not but it is beautiful to remind yourself it's like an anchor to come back to okay we just said no i give my life meaning okay Okay, good, good. Back on track. <laughs> yeah. It's very empowering. Very empowering. I was watching one of your, I think it was a IGTV on Instagram, and you were talking about something so fascinating. You were sharing your thoughts on our workloads and increasing stress, particularly since lockdown. And you kind of shared a different perspective on that. Could you could you share a bit about what you what you were talking about there? Yeah, I've been talking a lot about workload and a couple of things that I've been thinking about is to stop thinking about um, this. We, we are, I think, bound by this productivity mindset. 
where um, it's all about um, working certain hours and, and, and creating outputs rather than focusing on what we're achieving. And since the environment in which we are working has changed so much, to continue to hold on to the camp expectations that we had before lockdown is not realistic. And you know what happens, I think, is we, and this happens in other moments of deep and profound change, is we change, we transform because, say, because of external circumstances. And then suddenly we're not comfortable anymore. I think we've all experienced that. And we don't stop to ask ourselves, why are we not comfortable anymore? And it's because we haven't adjusted our expectations. You know, I mean, if I go to my office from nine to five and I'm in the office and no one else disturbs me and I'm just going to, you know, I, I can maybe work from nine to five, even though I question whether actually that's the most productive way to working, quite frankly. And I think there's a huge opportunity now to look at different ways of working. But if I'm at home and, and say I have children or the postman camps or whatever, it's, it's just we have to adjust our expectations. And I think a lot of the burnout that has happened and um, has been because we've tried to keep going as if this big change hasn't happened. And, and I think a lot of us obviously now have realized this and they're adjusting. And one of the things that I have been reading about is burnout and, and this understanding that you know, you can remove the stressors, you know, so say I can switch off my computer and go downstairs and say, okay, right, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to relax now. But that does not remove the stress. So you have to proactively spend time releasing the stress that has been built up because of the stressors that you've been exposed to. And the best way to do that is exercise. But you can also take a bath or you can, you know, meditate or you can just do, signal something to your body that, we are now releasing stress. We are now doing something different. And uh, and that has become more important because of the, the, I think, situation that we're finding ourselves in. I don't know if that is the video that you saw, if that's what you were looking for. Yeah, no, it is. Thank you. Yeah, I think doing doing some exercise to burn off the adrenaline, to get ourselves out of fight or flight, some kind of movement, shaking or, you know, dancing or something just to get rid of the tension and adrenaline, I think is so, so important. Sometimes a bath will help us to relax. But I mean, sometimes we need that physical release, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's what this the, the book that I was reading. It's a really good book. I recommend it by Emily Nagoski and it's called Burnout. And that's what she says. She says like the number one stress relief releaser is physical activity. And it, like you say, it can, be, it can be dance. It can be like just shaking or, and it's just like, you know, out like release it it has to move through your body and out and that's also something in stressful meetings that I've learned is to sense the stress and literally see it kind of going through your body and leaving your body so you don't hold on to it you know how we get we literally get tense don't we we sit there and we mm. crunch our necks and in fact my neck is really stiff at the moment and you know and then we and I, we don't even realize it oh my god okay so yeah totally I, I agree yeah it's really interesting what you said about, you know, readjusting our expectations. And that might be in lockdown, that might be people who've got a long-term health issue who need to learn to readjust their expectation on themselves and take more time to rest or someone that's just become a parent. Or, you know, if you've got anxiety or depression, you know, recognizing that's an illness that 
you know, you're not going to be able to maybe work as much as you were or, you know, be as productive or be, you know, do the things that you could before and actually slowing down and kind of going easy on yourself, I think is a really important part of that. And what helps that, right, is the journaling. Like you said earlier, you know, just taking a time to actually stop and take stock and find out because so often we're just racing and we're just particularly in this crisis now, we've just been responding, responding, responding. We haven't stopped for a moment to, you know, readjust and and check in. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, journaling. So, 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 so good. Are there any other sort of practical things or things that you could share about how to go from fears to fears? You know, I and I was just actually thinking about this as we were talking, Chloe, intention setting. It's just one thing that comes to me. There are so many. Obviously, the whole book is about that journey, right? So there are loads and loads of practical ideas as well. But one thing that helps me, you know, right now, for example, particularly, is intention setting and really trusting the power of intention setting. So to say, I want to be, I want people to feel as a result of my presence. I, you know, I want to, um, whatever it is that comes to your mind and do not judge it, write it down, maybe paint a picture that represents it. This morning I did my, I set my intentions for the day and I drew um, a tree with really big, wide, because, you know, the taller the tree grows, the deeper the roots, right? And the more, more, more flexible the branches. And, and I just, right now, that's my intention. I want to be like that tree. I want to be firmly rooted and I don't want to, you know, give in to fear, but I also want to be flexible and, and receiving of, you know, what there is to come. And, 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 and that is so powerful. And, and what is so powerful about that, I've just recently actually realized, even after writing my book, is that you are sending a positive, and I don't really like using the word positive, but you're sending a, a vision rather than expressing something that you're scared of. Because that's kind of the scarcity, isn't it? That's the that's the kind of oh, I don't want this to happen, and that actually keeps you anchored in the I don't want that to happen. Because what we think is powerful, and what we write down is even more powerful, and what we speak is even more powerful, right? So if we can, instead of saying I'm really scared that this is not going to happen, if you can say I wish that this will happen, my intention is that this will happen, because there's no, there's nothing. It doesn't cost you anything. Nothing bad is going to happen. You can say it. It's, it's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. And in actual fact, it's more than fine, because when you say it, it's just so powerful. I every time I do it, every time, it works. It comes to fruition. I feel different. Things happen literally like by magic, which I guess is this kind of manifesting, which is a is a follow-on from, from intentions, I think. So I think that's a really powerful place. Yeah. Is that also your experience? Yeah, brilliant. I was just thinking, I know you have lots of prompts in your book about setting intentions. I was thinking I'm going to, tomorrow morning, I'm going to go through those and do some journaling on that. It is amazing. It, intention setting. It almost sounds like some of those things that you could just dismiss and think that that's not going to work. That, that's too simple. But it is something like it plants a seed in your mind. I sometimes think of it like you're programming yourself for the day and that intention might just be in the back of your mind. And then you're more likely maybe to spot those opportunities or you're kind of on that, you're on that path towards making it happen. So 
definitely recommend people give that a try and and see what it see what happens I had total goosebumps right now again. It's so true. That's exactly it. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think, you know, what you say, even if you maybe don't believe in miracles, and that's totally fine, but the, the fact is that you are actually allowing yourself to potentially believe that this could actually happen because you've written it down. And so then you actually see the opportunities, whereas otherwise you might not see them exactly as you say. Yeah. Yes. Good. Okay. Everyone's going to be setting intentions tomorrow. I like this. I like this. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for everything you've shared. I feel super inspired and a little bit more fierce, definitely as well. Um, can you share about where people can find out more about you, what you offer, where they can buy your book and that sort of thing? Yeah, thank you so much. I also feel really inspired and I knew just, I was really looking forward to speaking to you, Chloe, because I listened to your podcast and I just really love the, the gentle space that you create with your with your podcast and the conversations that um, emerge out of that and um, so thank you yes so people can find me i've got a website brittafs.com and my instagram is probably the social media channel where i'm most active and it's also at brittafs and um and my book is also listed on my website and there are different providers that you can go to the bookshop is one that i tend to recommend but penguin amazon obviously and um, yeah And I would love to hear what people think. Amazing. Thank you so much. You have been listening to the Karma You podcast with me, Chloe Bretheridge. Don't forget you can download loads of freebies for anxiety and confidence at my website, karmayou.com. You can also find out about my app and my one-on-one sessions. Please do subscribe to this podcast in the Apple Podcast app. And if you have enjoyed it or found it helpful, please leave me a review. It makes a massive difference to helping the podcast get discovered by other people. And come on over and find me on Instagram. I'm hanging out there every day. You can find me at Chloe Brotheridge. Let me know what you thought of this episode. And please do share it with anyone who might need to hear this today. So I'm sending you loads of love and I hope you have a brilliant week ahead. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.